to Didn't See It Coming, the podcast about brands that learn from the past, are looking to the future, and are profiting because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. I recently had the opportunity to give a keynote in Fort St. John on how to create a simple, powerful social media campaign. I wanted to make it more interesting for the audience, though. So in the two weeks leading up to the talk, I partnered with a local Fort St. John business and actually put together a real, simple, effective social media campaign, which I then described in the talk. I hope this presentation helps you create better, more powerful social too. Enjoy. I believe that my experience probably mirrors that of a lot of folks in this room and that I, I try to find a tool or a methodology that works for me and I muddle through and I try to get some sort of workmanlike competence in that methodology, usually just about the time that everybody else decides to chase a shiny new object, once again leaving me in the dark all by myself. That's the story of me in social media. I am, however, not so bad at taking complicated things and making them simple and fun and attractive. I'm a brand guy. That's what I do for a living. I help take complicated ideas and make them simple. And that kind of goes to the core of the story because a couple months ago, when we were putting together a list of speakers for social media camp, well, there's Isabel. Now, I've been on stage with Isabel before, and she kills it when it comes to brands. I'm like, I'm not doing brands. Isabel's already doing brands. I don't want to do brands after Isabel. It'd be like Dippy the Dancing Dog going on after Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> so, being the carefree, whatever-comes-may-come kind of guy, I said, you know what? I'm going to try a bold new experiment. I'm going to try something that takes me outside of my comfort zone for this social media camp. <coughs> now, my criteria for doing this, I have three conditions. First condition, it has to sound extremely cool to me when I come up with the idea. Because I'm very superficial, is the word I'm looking for. So it has to sound really great to me when I come up with the idea. And the moment I commit to the idea and everybody says, yeah, you should do that, Two, it should induce waves of anxiety and fear, knowing that I've taken on far more than I can ever deliver. This is my MO, over-promise and under-deliver. <laughs> Third, and this is just for you in the audience, because we all know that while you may like to see people up here on stage because they're so wise, it's way better to know that they might forget and completely screw up. This project has to have an extremely high PFE, that is potential for embarrassment. <laughs> Those were my criteria. So, Chris and I, we put our heads together and said, what exactly could that thing be? What could it be that I could do? And he said, you know what we should do? Just like Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland and all those Hollywood films, we should get some of the local kids and we should put on a show. And I thought that would be so much better than me just standing up here and talking about myself. We should talk about somebody in the local community. 
So God darn it, that's what we did. <laughs> we talked to the folks organizing the show, and God bless them, they jumped on this like a fat kid on a smurry. <laughs> and they said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go on TV, and we're going to promote this to the whole, I don't know what, the whole Northwestern Hemisphere. And next thing we know, there they are on a professional TV show saying, hey, anybody who wants to come forward and get a real-life professional social media campaign done by a real-life expert, <laughs> they should step forward. So there was no going back. You could tell the waves of anxiety and fear were starting to rise already. Enter the good folks at The Bean. The Bean stepped forward and said, hey, we wouldn't mind taking a chance on a little experiment. We wouldn't mind doing something like that. And you know what was even the best part? Was that I got direct access to Judah and his team. There's Judah on the left there. Um, yeah, on the left. And I got direct access to him so we could actually put this together working as a team with them. It makes it much more meaningful if, you know, they get to share in the fear and the anxiety. <laughs> so, I began this project the way that I begin most projects. I began by thinking of a construct that I use all the time in campaign. Insight, innovation, communication. Insight, what do we think that we stand for? What do we do best? And also, what do folks out there who buy our stuff think that we do best? Where is the sweet spot where those two circles meet? That is the insight, what we sell. Next thing, innovation. Now that we know what folks really want, do we have a product that can deliver that for them? And finally, communication. If you've got the insight, hey, this is what folks want, you got the product, innovation. Communication says, come on down and buy some. Insight, innovation, communication, it's a good thing to remember. It's not like the meatloaf song, two out of three ain't bad. If you only got two, it ain't gonna work. It works really, really well as a simple construct. So this is what we did. Write this down. <laughs> this is the result of our brainstorming with Judah. And we, we put together, this is what I call a mind map, and we put together this sort of a construct for how this all should work. All right, now I'm gonna break it down, make it a little bit simpler for you because it is, I, I was supposed to get a joke, thank you for laughing. The first thing we did, we took a look at the brand. And we thought, what could this brand promise after talking to Judah? And what we found was that this brand was all about food passion. For example, the bean has three different chefs, three wildly different styles, extremely high quality flavors and meals. Food is all we care about. Did you know that the bean is in a General Motors dealership? Yeah, I did. Uh, there you go. Yeah, they're in a GM dealership. Kind of funky, eh? Uh, they love scratch cooking, local produce. They don't even have a website. Now, all of this stuff, especially the General Motors stuff and the not having a website thing, you look at that the wrong way and you go, that's kind of weird. I don't know if that's going to help the brand or not. But if you combine it with the insight that we're passionate about food, we're so passionate, we don't care where we are. We could be sitting around a campfire we do a good job. Same thing with not having a website. You know, we spend so much time on food. Screw it. It's all about word of mouth. That's how we get the word out. So it actually all fed into the brand, which was really, really good. Phew, tension goes down a little. Next hurdle, 
We had to figure out how, in the space of only, I think, 10 days or less, how to put a campaign together that would have a chance of success. Now, we looked at what the Beam already had going as far as media. We mentioned before, no website. What they had was a Facebook page, pretty decent Facebook page, with a following of about 1,700 people. More important though, 80 people had left glowing reviews of the Beam. That was a good thing. They also had an Instagram page, about 300 followers. But I wanted to concentrate this and bring down the degree of difficulty. And the more moving parts you have, the greater the degree of difficulty. How many people have woken up on a Saturday morning and looked at the fridge full of chores? And when you look at the fridge full of chores, you go, oh, I can't do that, so you don't do anything. <laughs> How many people have looked at a, a, a schedule of things that they could do in social media because the problem isn't possibilities. The world is your oyster. You can do anything, and that's the problem. You can do too much stuff, and if you try to do too much stuff, you go catatonic like Rain Man. So we thought, for, to lower my anxiety level, what we could do is maybe focus on one thing, and that would be Facebook. Of course, when you narrow it down to Facebook, then of course you can expand the possibilities again by saying, so what do we do on Facebook? <laughs> we can do everything. So we, we, uh, you don't have to read this. What we could do, for example, we can add the menu to Facebook. <sighs> Not bad idea. Post to Facebook daily two, three times a day. Again, kind of obvious. Respond to every single comment. More important, respond to the people who had done the great reviews on us. We could bring all these reviewers into a contest and then get them doing something so we could potentially get like 5,000 people reviewing our product within two weeks. And that was Mickey Rooney talking and we're going, no, that's not going to happen. That's stupid. Okay. <laughs> we can also post our Facebook daily special in the GM dealership Facebook page in exchange for them offering them their employees and visitors 5% off our food. I know. Awesome, eh? And then we could go one further and go to the Ford dealership and the casino and to all the industrial parks, all the industrial companies in the area and do exactly the same thing. Awesome, eh? Again, too much stuff. Too much stuff. Oh yeah, there's more. We can also, we can also do stuff that doesn't give us return on investment. Brand stuff, long-term stuff, the stuff the ad agencies always try to sell you. We could write down quirky thoughts on a sandwich board and then take a picture of that and post it on Facebook and see people like that. We could, we could do up food thoughts as screensavers. We could, we could take um, uh, all, the, all the original dishes that they do and people really, really like some of these dishes. They like them so much, in fact, that they order them all the time. For example, there's one guy who comes in all the time and orders a chai tea with coffee. And his name is Bob. And we could call it the Bob. And then we could take that and turn it into a whole menu. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we could do everything. And it would all explode in our faces. Right here, right now, on stage. And I'm not going to give you that pleasure. <laughs> because I had a couple of other criteria. One, whatever we do, it had to be free. Because I don't want to spend money on it. And neither does Judah. Because it's a one-week experiment. And you know what? Here's a thought for you. Before you start laying out dough, 
why don't you set that for yourself as a criteria? How much could I do if my budget was zero? And see how far you can get with zero, because I tell you, if you put a constraint like that on your thinking, you get more creative. My voice just came back. Hello. Um, it had to be simple, because I'm a simple man. And the more moving parts, I know I've been in this danger before, the more moving parts a campaign has, the more chances I have of screwing it up, the higher my level of embarrassment when I get on stage. So it has to be free, it has to be simple, and in order to make you admire me as a human, it has to be wildly successful. All right? So, that's what we did. First thing. We posted the menu on Facebook. You know, this was really, 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 really easy. And it does seem kind of obvious, right? If folks come to your Facebook page and folks are writing good reviews, why not show them what they can eat? We also posted daily specials on our Facebook page. Again, pretty obvious, right? Next thing we did, we decided that let's go and thank everybody who left a positive review on our Facebook page Let's thank them all. Let's write them, all 80 of them, let's write them a little note that says thank you very much. And that's when I discovered this. Mr. Dotto. <laughs> I discovered this. Did you know that on Facebook Messenger, if you want to send somebody a message, you can write them a little note, or you can click on the little video thing, and you can put a live video on there. It takes 15 seconds, boom, it's done. Big idea. And I want to introduce you to a gentleman. His name is Mark Shapiro. Mark Shapiro did a TED talk this summer in Victoria. I was working uh, with TED. I, I was the speaker coach for all the speakers then. Mark was one of the speakers. And Mark did something called the birthday experiment. Write his name down, Mark Shapiro Birthday Experiment, because this is something I want all of you to do. The birthday experiment came about because Mark on Facebook got lots of birthday notifications. You all do, right? Hey, help so-and-so celebrate their birthday. What do you do? You send little stupid birthday cake emojis, right? Or a thumbs up, or a happy birthday. That is so lame, that is so antisocial. For social media. So Mark got kind of fed up about that, and he said, what can I do that's better? So what he did, he took his camera, and he filmed, when somebody had a birthday, he filmed, hey buddy, I know it's your birthday, I know we're friends on Facebook, I don't have a clue who you are, but it's your special day, and I just want you to have a great birthday. Boom, done. He did this over the last couple of years, about 1,700 times. Each time takes him about 15 seconds. He said the response has been otherworldly. The simplest thing you could do. He's had women offer to take him out on dates. <laughs> I know. He's had people offer him projects for work. He's had people come back and say, that's the nicest thing anybody has ever done for me on my birthday. All I get is a sack full of stupid birthday cake emojis. And most poignant of all, this is a story he told at the TEDx. He said he dialed up a friend who he hadn't seen since high school. He said, it's your birthday. The friend came back and he said, thank you so much. That is such a wonderful, moving thing that you've done for me. And I think it's about time that we connect. 
because I've been diagnosed with a terminal illness and I only have a few months left to live. So he had a chance to connect in person with his friend who he hadn't seen since high school, all because he just took 15 seconds to actually film himself, say, hey, haven't seen you since 30 years. How you doing? It's incredible. I started doing it, and I highly recommend you try it. It takes you 15 seconds. I guarantee the results will be earth-shaking. Back to the story. So, we said, we want you, Judah, to write a personal little thank you to everybody who has written a positive review on your restaurant. And then we thought of the birthday experiment. We said, Judah, do you think that you could do this? Take your camera and just say thank you to everybody, all 80 people, film 15 seconds, take it a little while, and just say thanks very much for coming by the restaurant and giving me a good review. Come on back, I'll give you a nickel off a coffee or something like that. I'd like to sit down and chat with you. And that's what he did. So Judah started to film himself, it took him a couple of days to film all the thank yous to the folks, and then we moved on to the next step. He said, you know, Judah, the thing is, we want to post two or three times a day on Facebook. That was one of the simple tactics that we wanted to take on. And so we said, what would happen if we took that one step further and you just filmed stuff? Like Donald said, it's way quicker than writing. And you're doing it with your phone like this. People don't care if it's rough. They care that it's real. And if you like the food, you want to get to know the people who make the food. We love food porn, but we also love stories. And so that's what they did. And every day for about the past week, they have put a little film video, about a minute, on their Facebook page, shot with a handheld camera. Here's what they look like. This is the first one. This is pure food porn. This was Halloween, and these are bupkas, and on the bottom right you can see a brush. And it's, it, it, the brush is stroking butter on the babka. I know. <laughs> stroking butter on the babka. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was the first one that they put out. We go, all right, stroking butter on the babka. I mean, that's an awesome thing to do. And you know what happened? We started to notice this funny little thing happening with their daily videos. They started to get into it. The next one I saw was this one. This is making hot apple cider as shot from the roof. It turns out this is an angle that a lot of culinary instruction videos use, but when you watch it, it looks like somebody looking down from the roof, watching somebody making a hot apple cider. I go, that's the most bizarre perspective I've ever seen. And then you hear a narrator talking about hot apple cider. I'm going, that looks really weird. I like it. And so they, got, they went further. This is the now famous slow motion spreading of parsley on eggs feminine. <laughs> you'll watch this and you'll want to touch yourself, I swear to God. <laughs> it's, it's an ordinary eggs benedict and somebody's sprinkling parsley and suddenly it goes into slow motion and you're going, ooh, look at that. Parsley being sprayed on eggs benedict. And they got more and more adventurous. They went to things like split screen. So you're watching video on three screens. It's crazy. This all happened within three or four days. They started getting crazy. And my personal favorite. This is Halloween. 
So in this one, you have to watch this video, I swear to God. It doesn't do it justice to see a slow, a still, a still film. What we have is uh, a lady in the background dressed in her Halloween finest. I'm not quite sure what she's doing, but in the front we see one of the chocolate babkas on a tray being held like this, almost like it's like the, the Blair Witch Project or something like that. And then you hear this voice narrating something. I think it's, I think it's the lady in the background, she's narrating. And, and then you hear somebody laughing in the foreground. You're going, this is sort of French film noir, right? It, it, it looks like Fellini. And, and you're going, this is genuinely weird. I love where you guys are going with this because I just, I just think it's quirky and it's just like the beam. It's bang on brand character. But you know what else I love? Look at this. 321 views. No boosts, no fancy stuff, no nothing. Just putting a lady in a chocolate babka on your Facebook page. <laughs> And we start to see these numbers happen more and more. I don't know what they're at right now. We couldn't bring in Facebook analytics. But we start to see these fun little numbers happening. This one, hot apple cider as seen from a mountaintop, 426 views. So what that tells me is that people love stories. And it also tells me that it's easy to do something super simple, super basic, as long as it's on brand. And if it's working, the easiest way to know it's working is if, that, if the people who are doing it are having fun doing it. And if you check out the videos on the Bean site, you'll actually see that people are having fun doing it. And that, to me, is the truest sign of success. <laughs>